The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Tuckheads Tuesday, our first Tuckheads Tuesday of 2021. And it is, of course, presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app and number one DFS app, which will be glorious for this weekend. Divisional round in the NFL. What is a Tuckheads Tuesday? Well, it's kind of no man's land, to be honest with you. We do five days a week, the 22 weeks of the NFL season, right? So for whatever that is, 17 or 18 weeks of the year, we do a Power Rankings Tuesday. So all of you know exactly where your team stacks up in my big brain. Then you get to the playoffs, and we're not going to do Power Rankings anymore. But we still want to be daily through the Super Bowl. So we're not to the offseason yet where we go three times a week. Although I will point out, even money, fantasy feasts, college draft, business of sports, those are all once a week year round. And you really get to some fun stuff in all of these shows, but especially those other ones with guests, you know, that we don't normally have on college draft and fantasy feasts and even money and learning more about certain players or strategies or whatever. I, I, I like from a podcasting standpoint, I feel like I like the off season as much as the regular season because you can get to get into more stuff, you know, learn some different things, which I really enjoy. So what me, that means is we have Tuckheads Tuesdays in January, kind of our way to tip of the cap to all of you. Cause you might be saying, okay, what is a Tuckhead? Anyone that follows us on social media at Ross Tucker Pod or me at Ross Tucker NFL, you're a Tuckhead. If you listen to the shows, you're a Tuckhead. But you are a verified Tuckhead if you become a patron. So that's patreon.com slash RT Media. The latest is Josh Austin. Josh, thank you very much. We probably don't point it out enough, but if you become a patron, you get a signed picture or card, whatever you want. You get a shout-out like Josh Austin just got. You get to ask me a question. You get to be part of our private Slack channel, which is very cool. You get to be a part of our Tuckhead happy hours, Zoom happy hours, which is really neat. It's just me on a Zoom talking with you guys. I, 
I probably get as much out of it as you guys do, just learning more about you as the listeners. I think you guys already know a lot about me. So during the January, we'll have Tuckheads Tuesdays where I'll get to multiple email questions from you, the Tuckheads, the listeners, Ross at RossTucker.com. Either it's a patron that signed up or it's somebody that took advantage of a sponsor or whatever. So we'll get to multiple of your emails because I love it. We got a little bit of a backlog going on. And also could have some surprise guests. That's not the case today because I did think the national championship game of college football was important enough last night to really give it a breakdown. It is the Ross Tucker football podcast. And we'll be going through it from a prospect standpoint and what it means for the NFL draft with Emery Hunt on the College Draft podcast today, which I hope a lot of you subscribe to and check out. But I still wanted to give you my thoughts. We'll have a Spread the Word winner Friday. Already gave you the social media platforms. You know, you guys know the deal there. Just retweet or like or engage in any way. I notice, trust me. Sponsor confirmation, email winners. Love you guys. Those of you who take advantage of our sponsors, they're the ones that kind of make the whole thing go. You can see them all on the Sponsors tab at RossTucker.com. And then a YouTube shout-out. That's kind of new this year. What's new this year, I guess, or I guess in 2020, was the patron shout-out, like Josh Austin, if you sign up at Patreon.com slash RT Media, or the YouTube shout-out. For those of you that subscribe to our YouTube channel and then make a comment, uh, which we love, and we're trying to grow that thing for a lot of different reasons. So it's awesome. I'll be giving those out on Friday. Other than that, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, let's talk about the college football national championship game. Alabama Crimson Tide, 52-24 over the Ohio State University. It is Bama's sixth title since 2009, and roll tide. It really is unbelievable. I mean... And I know that they have some advantages in terms of that program and, you know, their willingness to do what it takes to win and all that stuff, right? But there are other programs like that, too. I mean, there's a lot of other programs that are doing whatever it takes to win. They're just not doing it as well as Alabama. Yeah, I knew Ohio State, first of all, you know what I root for? Really in game. every game, but especially college football. I root for a close game. Like national championship game last night, all I wanted was a close game. And when it was 14-14, I thought we had a real shot. After Mac Jones got stripped by Baron Browning and Ohio State Master Teague ran him over, I, I thought we had a legit shot. Unfortunately... It was not meant to be. First of all, got off to a bad start in the sense that Ohio State was down two starting defensive linemen for COVID. That's rough. It's like one of the strengths of their team, certainly the strength of their defense. To be down two starting defensive linemen, it's rough. I don't think it would have been the difference in the game, but it certainly didn't help. Smith and Togiai, both very good players. But this is sort of what we all signed up for, right? In football in 2020, in the COVID era, hopefully just the COVID year, you're going you're gonna to have things like this happen. It's a shame, but that's the reality for Ohio State. 
And then the first play of the game, I don't know. I didn't hear what the exact injury was, but the first play of the game, Ohio State star running back Trey Sermon, a transfer from Oklahoma in the transfer portal, who had been on an absolute tear over the last four or five games or whatever, he got hurt bad. Like, they had to take him to the hospital. He, he got hurt up here. I don't know. Bro, I, I didn't hear anything definitive, you know, whether he broke his collarbone or what happened, but he took a pretty vicious blow on the first play of the game and never came back and was reaching up here for the collarbone era, area. So, number one, it greatly affected the game last night. And then number two, you know, I just hope he's okay for, I'm assuming he's going to leave school to go to the NFL. I hope it doesn't affect that. Because I always have sort of two hats on when I'm watching these games, right? I've got the enjoy college football, enjoy watching these guys play hat. But also, you guys know how I feel. If you've been a listener for a long time, I, I really want every talented young man to get as much financial security out of their God-given gifts and, and hard work that they can for their families while they can. That's extremely important to me. You know, we all are given different gifts in life. For these guys, a lot of them, they've been given incredible physical ability, and I just hope they're able to cash in on on those genetic gifts and the hard work they've put in to maximize those genetic gifts. So I hope Trey Sermon ends up being okay. That hurt him. Now, Master Teague, the running back for Ohio State, played very well, but it was enough. I thought Justin Fields was kind of just okay. Early on, you know, he could have thrown the ball in the flat to, I think it was Sermon or Teague. He got it batted down. Not, you know, he's going to need to put a little more touch on that find a different way to throw it there, wasn't able to get it done. Then his pocket presence wasn't quite what you'd like it to be. It felt like he wasn't processing things as quickly or feeling things as quickly as he did against Clemson. But even after Alabama had scored, Chris Olave made a terrific catch. Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, who I've met actually, U.S. Army Bowl made a tremendous one-handed catch to get Ohio State down there for the answer touchdown, 7-7. You thought, okay, here we go. Let's go. It's on. By the way, speaking of that injury thing, Bri, Jalen Waddell was playing off and on for Alabama. And I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL. I totally get that he wanted to be a part of it. Man, I admire the competitor in him. And just the courage it took to go out there with that ankle injury. But again, the businessman, professional football player in me was like, get off the field, dude. Like he couldn't slow down. He had a really tough time slowing down and bracing on that ankle. It was one thing when they gave him the ball early. But then the second half, when they're blowing Ohio State out, they have him in again. I mean, they gave him the ball early. It was like a fourth and one where Mac Jones flipped it to him. But come on. Um, it's funny. Christian Barmore, a defensive lineman for Alabama from Philly. 
from Philadelphia, Newman Garetti High School. He really made his presence felt. Looks like he'll be a first-round pick. Uh, I've seen him play in high school. He was probably the most dominant defender for Alabama. The other kid I met at the Army Bowl, Najee Harris, he was incredible. I mean, he has such good feet and natural agility, the jump cuts, the hands at 230 pounds. You know, he's a guy, and that was one of the other things I'd say, Bri, about the game, is I feel like Alabama, and I already tweeted this this morning, at Ross Tucker NFL, Alabama must do the best job of player development in college football. Devontae Smith has gotten so much better and faster, more explosive during his time at Alabama. Without any question, he's gotten more explosive during his time at Alabama, and become a better player. Mac Jones, the difference between Mac Jones, their quarterback last year, and this year, it's a big difference. He was giving me some major Eli Manning vibes last night. Number 10, just kind of his body language, mannerisms. And then Najee Harris probably would have been a mid-round pick last year. Now he might even be a first-round pick. So the the development that they have for their players, truly impressive, truly impressive. And I think maybe the star last night, obviously what Devontae Smith did in the first half was ridiculous. Three touchdowns, over 200 yards, 12 catches, whatever. But Steve Sarkeesian, the soon-to-be head coach of the University of Texas, I guess he starts today. He was the offensive coordinator for Alabama last night. The way he schemed up getting Devontae Smith open was incredibly impressive. I mean, really, take note of that for your NFL teams. You need coordinators like that. You need guys that find a way to get the best players open and get the ball in their hands. Um, You know, Wyatt Davis got hurt for Ohio State late in the first half. He's their starting right guard. He's a projected first-round pick. And you wonder why these guys skip bowl games. We'll see if that affects his preparation and his draft stock. I don't even know what his injury is, but he could barely put any weight on it. Starting right guard. His dad, of course, was Alvin Mack. I think we've talked about that on the College Draft Podcast. Alvin Mack from the movie The Program, which is amazing. But he um, he got injured last night. And then the only other thing I'd point out, probably about the game, was Landon Dickerson from Alabama, who's a pretty projected high pick, their captain, their starting center, tore his ACL against Florida a couple weeks ago. Not only did he, number one, lead him out of the tunnel onto the field, he was like five yards ahead of everybody, but they put him in for the last play of the game, the kneel down. And when his teammates saw him in that huddle, And they all started giving him big hugs. It's just hard to put into words like that is what it's all about. First of all, the respect he has, he's earned. You never get that. You're never given that respect. He earned that over four or five years, the respect of his coaches, the respect of his teammates, to be the captain, for Saban to put him in the game for that last snap. And then... For his teammate, that moment in that huddle where you know you did something special and you can hug each other and celebrate, like 
that's gold. That moment is absolutely priceless. I've only had that a few times where you really accomplish something special and you're in that huddle and there's not anything. Individual accomplishments in life are cool, but they don't compare to group or team accomplishment. It's just different. It's like that shared experience of we did this. We did this together. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Gives me chills. I love it. I love it almost as much as my new Raycon earbuds that Bry wears and has all the time, that my Go Big recruiting employees wear. Look, Bry shows them on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Bry shows the Raycon earbuds every single time. My Go Big recruiting employees wear them while they're making calls to families, to college coaches. That's what they wear. It, they are the best earbuds ever. Up to six hours of playtime, water and sweat resistant construction, Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. Look, you've heard me say it before. If you still don't have a pair of Raycons, I really got to wonder why. Raycons offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it go to buy Raycon dot com slash tucker that's it you'll get 15 percent off your entire raycon order so feel free to grab a pair and a spare that's 15 percent off at buyraycon.com slash tucker buy raycon r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash tucker takes the biggest news out of the NFL yesterday is the Philadelphia Eagles relieving Doug Peterson of his duties as head coach. Correct. And I was already chatting about this last night and this morning on our private Tuckhead Slack channel, which is good for a Tuckheads Tuesday. Uh, that's the Patreon deal, patreon.com slash RT Media. And three, three thoughts, I guess, Bri. Number one, I am a little bit surprised because I thought after the reports from last week that Doug Peterson would be back and that they would give him one more year to show that he could turn it around. I'm a little bit disappointed on a personal level because, you know, I worked with Doug Peterson pretty closely on the preseason game, games, the TV games, and I really like him. I really like him. You know, my first TV game for the Eagles, Bry. I had like no voice. It was really bad. And I had to fight through it. And he he knew I was struggling. And I asked him questions, Brian, on the pregame interview. And he went long, really long, because he knew I was struggling. So I will always admire him for that. Very did, easy. Did to he work acknowledge with. that or are you just thinking that? as you're doing it or did he actually say afterwards or beforehand don't worry i got i got you on this um when i saw him the next thursday at practice or next wednesday or whatever i said man thank you so much he's like you all right now he's like i, I was like thank you so much man i really appreciate that he's like i got you i got you so yes you know because usually coaches aren't going to give like long-winded answers you know what i mean but he knew they wanted a decently long interview and he didn't want me to have to ask four or five questions. I think I only asked two. So he's a good guy. 
He's a really good guy. I think he's a really good coach. Listening to Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles yesterday, it was pretty clear that Jeffrey Lurie feels like this is like a two- or three-year rebuild now, right? I think he realizes they need to reset the roster, the salary cap, things like that. They did everything they could to stay competitive and give it a run in the post-Super Bowl era, right? They won it in 17. They wanted to give that group of guys, 18, 19, 20, a chance to, to make a run. They got, went to the playoffs two more times. Didn't happen. I don't think they regret that. But I think they realized that they sort of need to reset the roster now, just listening to Jeffrey Lurie. And um, either Doug Peterson doesn't agree or doesn't want to do that. And I think that's totally reasonable, totally understandable. I think now that I've heard Jeffrey Lurie explain it, it seems like a good time to part ways if if Doug Peterson didn't really want to sort of go through the down year. Because um, the reality is, you know, let's say he stayed for the rebuild year. The fans and media don't really give you credit for that. Like if they went five and eleven next year, they'd say you got to fire him. He wasn't able to. Da, 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 da. Like they don't. They don't look at it like, well, it's a rebuild. No, they're just not. They're not forgiving like that. So um, I wish him well. I think I hope he gets another job. And if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't this year, I'm pretty confident he will next year. Ducks takes. Some COVID guys back in Tampa as the Bucks activated linebacker Devin White and defensive tackle Steve McClendon. Pretty big. Pretty big. I mean, Devin White, arguably their best defensive player. He was an absolute maniac this year. He was all over the field. And so to get him back against Kamara and the Saints is significant. And then McClendon is their best run-stuffing D-tackle going against that Saints O-line. So... That is significant for them to get those two guys back, Brian. Ducks takes. Let's get to some injury news in Tampa and in Buffalo. The Bucks lose right guard Alex Kappa. Bills lose running back Zach Moss for the rest of the season. So that's a bummer for the Bucks about Alex Kappa. What I love about the Bucks, one of the things I love about the Bucks, their interior offensive line, Brian. It's two Division II guys and a Division III guy. The center, Ryan Jensen's D2. The right guard, Alex Kappa, D2. The left guard, Ali Marpet, D3. And guess what? They're good. And they're all badasses. Especially, Marpet might be the best one, but Jensen and Kappa, they'll come to take your soul. I mean, they're not they're not messing around. I, I love those guys. So... Uh, I'm bummed that Cap was hurt. He was getting better. But I love that they had an all D2, D3 interior O-line. I mean, what are the odds of that? We're not even talking group of five. We're not talking FCS, D2, D3. I think he'll be replaced by uh, Stinnett. And then for the Bills, that's a, bad, that's a bad loss with Zach Moss. He's kind of their short yardage goal line back. He's their four-minute back. He's their power back. He was playing well against the Colts until he got hurt. That's a big loss for them. I expect, you know, they will now activate T.J. Yeldon, who's a very competent NFL running back. Singletary will get the, you know, the, the heaviest workload. But Yeldon will now kind of be back in the mix. And this is why you have a guy like Yeldon 
you know, on the practice squad or available like they have. Ducks takes. And lastly, we got some uh, interesting comments from wide receivers Allen Robinson of the Bears and Chase Claypool of the Steelers. Uh, Packers somehow signed tackle Jared Veldier after he started on Saturday for the Colts. Right. Absolutely crazy. Um, so, number one, Chase Claypool on TikTok Live. I don't know. Ask your ask your boys if I should get on TikTok, Brad. But on, are your boys on TikTok? Yes. Do they love it? I guess so. Yeah. I don't know well, that much about it, uh, but yeah, I, I've seen them. They'll they'll come they'll come to me and show me some. Oh, you got to check out this video. Got to check out this whatever. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, Chase Claypool said on TikTok Live that it doesn't matter that they lost to the Browns because they're going to get clapped on, uh, clapped back on this weekend, meaning the Chiefs are going to beat them by a lot. First of all, how does that make – like you just got your at your butt kicked by the Browns, and it makes you feel better to say, well, I think they'll lose next week. You should still be upset that you lost. And by the way, them losing to the Chiefs next week, if that happens, how does that make you feel any better? And by the way, why would you give them even more of an edge when they play you next year? And try to light your ass up. I just hate. I hate when guys say stupid things like that. It's clear that the Titans stomping on the Ravens logo was something that got the Ravens players just a little bit more of an edge. It's clear that Juju Smith-Schuster's comments about Browns is the Browns, whatever. Yeah, they got a couple of good players that gave the Browns just a little bit more of an edge. Don't give them a little bit more of an edge. I know it's the play. Don't give them a little bit more of an edge. Allen Robinson was actually totally different. He was just very professional about the fact that he's still open and re-signing with the Bears, but he feels like they had 365 days to do that, you know, to get him signed. So I, I, I appreciate that approach. The Packers, this is crazy. Veld here just got elevated on game day by the Colts from practice squad because he can be eligible for practice squad this year to starting on Saturday for the Colts. But because he was practice squad, the Packers can now sign him off the practice squad. He might even start for the Packers. At a minimum, he'll be the swing guy. I mean, this is unbelievable that a guy starts the wild card round for the Colts and he might start the divisional round for the Packers. It's a loophole. Kudos to Valdir. Kudos to his agent. Kudos to the Packers for figuring that out. Maybe that's why Veldier said to the Colts, I want to stay on the practice squad. So I'm eligible to get signed after that by the Packers. And I pointed this out, Bri, on Instagram. I replied to Adam Schefter at Ross Tucker NFL on Instagram. You need three games for a season to count for your pension, annuity, 401k, health savings account. All of that stuff. Severance. The Packers game this weekend will be his third game. So it counts as a full year for all those benefits. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. So good for you, Valdir. Going for a Super Bowl, getting an extra year for all of his benefits. It starts his 10-year health insurance clock a year later. It's beautiful. Love it, Valdir. I hope, I hope, he, I hope he balls out. And I hope you guys check out 
the True Underdog Podcast, recently launched by four-time Entrepreneur of the Year Award winner, Jason Waller. How can you be four-time Entrepreneur of the Year Award winner? That's unbelievable. Uh, look, I know you guys, a lot of you have your own businesses. You are entrepreneurs, whatever. This, this is a cool podcast for you guys. Really cool. Definition of a true underdog. He was raised in a trailer park, suffered childhood abuse, kicked out of high school, became a dad in his teens. You can imagine how many people told him no and you can't. He just kept going. Used his street smarts to start three companies from the ground up. His latest venture, Power Home Solar, on the path to becoming a billion-dollar enterprise. It gets you motivated. It gets you pumped. Subscribe to True Underdog Podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app, like the same way you guys listen to this one. I think you'll enjoy it. The True Underdog Podcast. Let's get to an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, ross at rosstucker.com. On Tuckheads Tuesdays, we're going to get to a bunch of your emails, so please keep them coming. We love it. Again, ross at rosstucker.com. You take advantage of a sponsor, you rate and review the show, you become a patron, I guarantee to read and respond to your question. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross, I love your pods. Truly enjoy hearing you calling a game, by the way. I was in the car for last year's Titans-Ravens game, and you had some uh, amazingly prescient calls, most notably with Baltimore's fourth down attempt. Do you know what prescient means, Ross? Yes, like sort of seeing the future or calling what's about to happen. Very good. And even if I didn't know that, Bri, I would have been able to get it from the context. Good. Nice try. By the way. What do you mean nice try? I was just asking a question. By the way, that Titans-Ravens game, that was this upcoming weekend. That was a year ago. Yeah. Saturday night, 8-15. Same, same, uh, same as this weekend. I'm doing the Ravens game Saturday night, 8-15. Divisional round, same thing. All right, well, he goes on to say, the trade deadline made me wonder, have you ever been traded, and how did you feel in general at the deadline? Do you simply hope no one would be traded? If uh, if you're on a losing or incomplete team, would a good trade send a positive message to the team? And would a failure to make a trade demoralize you? This all comes from Ben in Brooklyn. So, good question, Ben. I was traded once, training camp 2006, so not even close to the deadline. Cleveland had multiple injuries uh, at center. They traded a conditional seventh-round pick for me. I've told the story before. Patriots pulled me out of a drill. I thought, wow, that's not a good sign. And I asked what was going on. And uh, they told me I, I got traded to Cleveland. I said, for what? And Dante Skarnecchia, as only he could, said, I don't know, probably a bag of balls, the offensive line coach for the Patriots. And I flew to Cleveland that night. And the next day I was essentially the Browns starting center, at least for the rest of the preseason. I was thrilled that I was traded. Thrilled. Because I was competing for the eighth or ninth spot in New England. Meanwhile, I go to Cleveland and I'm like starting right away. Started the last three preseason games. It was a tremendous opportunity. Now, they ended up cutting me and, and trading Frank Fraley. And that was bottom five day of my life. But um, I was thrilled that I got traded is the answer. And you know, Ben, 
there weren't really very many trades when I was playing. In fact, I don't really ever remember a guy getting traded one way or the other at the trade deadline when I was playing. It just wasn't – it's not a very common thing. So it wasn't any of those things that you asked. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a, a big deal. You didn't even think about it. You didn't think, like, oh, am I going to get traded or are we going to make – it just – it wasn't like that. And I'm not sure it even is like that now because there still aren't that many trades. Shout-outs, by the way, good question. We'll get to more probably the next couple of days, but certainly next Tuckhead Tuesday. Uh, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. Love telling you about listener-run ventures, listener-run businesses. Absolutely awesome. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.